Give a big clap offering to Jesus. It's all It's all How many times do you see people insulting witches and wizards? And fetish priests. Have you ever heard people talking evil about fetish priests? No. Every day is pastors and prophets. Pastors and prophets. Pastors and prophets. False prophets. As if there are no false engineers. False pastors. As if there are no false doctors and quack doctors. But nobody talks about them because Satan is really not worried about them. But look at you. Look at the number of stories they have in your house. Look at you. Look at the things they say. You are even praying. They say you are a witch. Look at you. No man can marry you. Any man coming near you, they warn the man to run away. Persecution. But ladies and gentlemen, it is a sign that you are prophetic. It is a sign that you are prophetic. Now, watch this. Watch this. They were remembering at Jesus because he had gone to the house of Zacchaeus to eat. And they said, Zacchaeus is a sinner. That means the memory actually is against Zacchaeus. Their problem was Zacchaeus this time. Why is Jesus eating in the hand of in the house of a sinner? So they are telling Zacchaeus, you are a sinner. How many times don't they call you a sinner? Eh, you too, you think you are a Christian? We know you. We know the things you've been doing. We know you. They castigate you until you cannot be comfortable in church. But I see. Every insult they've insulted you. May God turn it into glory. Every insult, every backbiting, every slandering, every blackmail, may God turn it into glory. The important thing is that they've rejected you, they've insulted you, they've persecuted you, but Jesus is in your house. Can I hear somebody shout like thunder and praise God and give him glory? My last point about Zacchaeus being a prophet. Verse number eight. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anybody by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Zacchaeus stood. One thing about prophets is that they stand. Prophets stand. When everybody is sitting, a prophet will be standing. Zacchaeus stood. Half of my goods I give to the poor. I'm standing. Because you see, when principalities and powers appear on the land, everybody will be running away. Compromising, it takes an Elijah to stand. Elijah the Tishbite. Look at a prophet. First Kings 17, verse 1. Elijah the Tishbite. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, 
said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. May you stand. In your family, stand. In your business, stand. On the land, stand. The whole of Bogatanga will be worshipping idols, stand. The whole of Bogatanga, Upper East, they'll be worshipping demons, stand. The whole of Ghana will backslide, stand. All pastors will be quiet, stand. Stand. Zacchaeus stood. He said, something must change. The poor must receive liberation. There must be restoration. And he said, Jesus, I am standing so that there will be a restoration. One thing about prophets is that they always stand for there to be a restoration. He stood. And here is Elijah saying, as the Lord liveth, the Lord before whom I stand, before whom I stand, the man is standing. He's not sitting there and crying. He's, he's standing. Stand. Stand. And that's because he's standing in an office. He's standing in a position. He's standing before God. He's standing by God. Look at Jeremiah chapter 15 and the verse number 1. Jeremiah 15. Then said the Lord unto me, Though Moses and Samuel stood before me, yet my mind could not be toward these people. God is saying, you know what? I respect Moses. I respect Samuel. And in the time when they were alive, if they stood in front of me and told me something, I would do what they wanted me to do. But he said in this particular case, Jeremiah, even if Moses and Samuel were standing before me and telling me not to punish these people. I will not listen to Moses and Samuel. That means God is saying prophetically. I listen to some people. Do you remember when he wanted to wipe out the people of Israel in the wilderness. Moses went to God. He said God you can't do that. And the Bible said. And the Lord repented him of the evil he wanted to do. Ladies and gentlemen. You may not give us credit. But it is because of the church. Some calamities have been av- avoided. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. Ghana sometimes forgets that the prayer they call nuisance is the reason why Ghana has been in peace all these years. Listen. Civil wars went around the whole of Africa. Circled around the whole of Africa. Anytime it comes to Ghana, it jumps over. Anytime it comes to because you know what? The prophets in Ghana pick up the thing and they are praying around the clock and all night prayer meetings are going on. You know what? We have saved this city not once and not twice and not three times and not four times and they forgot. The only thing they used to to reward us is punishment. Do you know, do you know why Bogatanga is still intact? It's because you are here. You are the light. And a city set on the hill cannot be hidden. You are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth. Listen, if you don't place value on you, place value on yourself. If they ignore you as if you don't exist, you tell yourself, I am the light of the world and I am the salt of the earth and you cannot bring me to the place where I will disbelieve what God uses me to do. Without these preachers, 
Where will Ghana be without these churches? Where will Ghana be without these believers who you call hypocrites and you call them liars and you call them charlatans and you call them brainwashed people? Without the brainwashed people, where will the ministry of health be? Ministry of Education, where will it be? These are the same people you persecute, and they are the same people that are walking about on the land. You are calling them madmen, but their prayer is what is bringing blessing to the land. Their prayer is what is bringing grace to the land. And I pray in the name of Jesus. Don't let anybody stop you from praying. Don't let anybody stop you from worshiping. Don't let anybody stop you from shouting. I hear somebody scream like none can stop you. So you know what? He stood. And the reason they attack you so much is to break you so that you cannot stand. But I see you, you will stand. Listen, no matter what they do, you stand. As for running away, it's not an option. You will never run away. Come on, shout like I'm talking to you. Listen. Even if Moses and Samuel stood before me, I won't listen to them. That means in the days of Moses and Samuel, Anytime they spoke to me, I listened to them. Hey! <laughs> so, in quotes, the prophets are God's advisors. Listen, if a prophet comes and tells you tomorrow, by tomorrow morning, all your teeth will be removed. Go and pray and beg God that your teeth should not remove. Don't insult the prophet. Don't. Don't. Don't! And who are these pastors you are following all the time? It's not everybody who stands before God. Everybody is born again. But it's not everybody who stands before God. Are we not all Ghanaians? How many are Ghanaians here? Do you all work in the Flagstaff house? And the people who work in the Flagstaff house, is everybody the chief of staff? Our Lampo, Adentino, Nyamidia, the king of kings. You think Obia Beni the same? Obua. Obia Beni the same. Obia Beni the same. Obi and Benny the same. A binimu Benny chain a binimu. There are people and there are people. Huh? There are cabinet ministers, cabinet members when it comes to the things of God. Would you now say, you know, we are we are the sons of God. We are the sons of God. We wash our robes in the blood of Jesus. We are the sons of God. Yeah. We are all the sons of God because we wash our robes in the blood of Jesus. But out of the same people who wash their clothes in the blood of Jesus, he made some apostles and some prophets and some pastors and some evangelists and some teachers. Not all. Not all. Not all. Not all. Udim. Udim. I mean, can't say minchira. When we stand before God, the responsibility he puts on us, if he puts it on you for one week, you may die. No, it's, it's, not, it's not a small responsibility. The only thing is that he gives you grace 
to carry it. He, he said, though Moses and Samuel stood before. Zechariah 4.14 I'm talking to you about Zacchaeus that he stood. Zechariah 4.14 Then said he, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. By the name of Zechariah. No, by the name of Joshua, the high priest, and Zerubbabel, the governor. They stood by the God of the whole earth. Now, let me tell you this. Then we'll begin to pray. Let me tell you this. Then we'll begin to pray. One day, Moses said, gather 70 elders unto me, so that God will take the spirit that is upon me and put it on them so that they can prophesy. And the Bible said they gathered 70 people, but two of them, Eldad and Medad, were not at the tent. They, they, they were in the camp of the people. And when the spirit fell on the prophets, on the people, and they began to prophesy, Eldad and Medad were also prophesying in the camp. And some people came to Moses and they said, Moses, Eldad and Medad were not here. But they are also prophesying. Should we go and stop them? That was Joshua speaking. And Moses said, I would to God that all his people were prophets. Now, yesterday, Prophet Prempel was speaking here and he said that he's praying that all of us will be prophets. And somebody said, how? How can everybody be a prophet? But see, you're not going to be a prophet standing in front of thousands of people like this and speaking. But you are a prophet in your own house, a prophet in your own office, a prophet in your own ministry, a prophet in your own office where you are working. In the school, you are the prophet. In the hospital, you are the prophet. You go to the ward, you are the prophet. And I pray on that note and in that context that God will make all of us here prophets. I was sitting here. I was sitting here tonight. And I remembered that many years ago it was very difficult to be called a pastor or a reverend. Because in those days you had to go to Trinity College. Then you come out of Trinity College and then you have to become a catechist for some time. Then after some long time they ordain you. After some time then pastors started becoming common. And we realized that everybody was becoming a pastor. So some time ago, it was very difficult to say I'm a pastor. And um, because you have to go to Bible school, you have to go to, um, you, you go to the Bible school, then you go to, um, you, you, you come out and then you go into various places then. And then you become a catechist. And after a long time, you become a pastor. Then our move started. When people started planting churches. And these churches were not Presby Church. They were not Methodist. And they were not Catholic Church. They were independent charismatic churches. All of us, from Archbishop Duncan Williams to Dr. Menzo Table to everybody, they were called charlatans and mushroom churches. When they stood and refused to die, after some time, it became very easy to become a pastor. When you are in a church and the members are 60, you break away with 10 and start your own. It became very easy to be called a pastor. Ghana now has no problem with somebody being called a pastor. In fact, they have forgotten that several years ago, when they said somebody was a pastor, they thought the person was blaspheming. And now pastors are all over the place. I can predict that 
in the next five years, seven years, prophets will be as common in Ghana. Like the way the pastors are very common in Ghana today. I mean, listen, it's coming. Just like we could not be stopped. What you are seeing now, you can't stop it. Oh, let's do something and let's control this. How can you control the moves of God? If people were controlling you, you would not exist. I remember the way people thought I was a crazy man. I'm mad. Regional minister called me to his office, Bogatanga. He said, Isude Lafia, are you well? I hear you speak some language. Beep, 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 beep. I said, Uncle, me, I don't speak beep, beep, beep. He said, They hear there's a cemetery. I go there to go and pray with my members. I said, Where is the cemetery? He said, Bongo Road. I said, Wallahi, Uncle, Mambu, Pumbu, Mambu, Mi, Bongo. I don't know Bongo. I don't know what you are talking about. They accuse me of having dwarfs. And that when we start whistling, dwarfs come into the church and start pushing people down. Our members, people were banned from drinking water in their houses. They said, if you drink water in our houses, we will charm you. That is my history. That is where I'm coming from. That is why I will not look down on another. I will not judge another. I will not try to become Lord over another. I will not try to say this one is of God and that one is not of God because even me myself, they said I was not of God and there are even people today who still believe I'm not of God. I have my own lock to remove from my eye. I don't want to worry about people's speck in their eye. I'm praying. And we are going to start praying now. We are going to start praying. First of all, I want us to pray for the prophetic revelation of Christ. We want to pray for the prophetic revelation of Christ in the church, in our lives, in our hopes. Listen to me. There is very little revelation of Christ in the body of Christ. That is one of the challenges because when the pastors are preaching, the message is not Christocentric. We are not revealing Christ in our sermon. I tell you, what Paul wrote about Jesus Christ in the book of Hebrews, a modern day preacher cannot get that revelation. It was deep. How he can go and pick up Melchizedek and marry him with Christ. May Jesus be revealed. May he come back to the center where he is. The center of our sermons. Center of our prophecies. Center of our visions. Where we come to church and instead of believers dreaming and saying, I saw a goat and a cow. They say, I saw Jesus. Lift up your hands and I want you to pray for the revelation of Christ. Pray. Pray. The revelation of Jesus. Jesus. Pray. Hallelujah.
So the first thing we are praying is, the first thing we've just prayed. And, and I want the people that are going to lead us in prayer tomorrow, raise this prayer again. We need the revelation of Christ in the prophetic office in Ghana and in Africa. We need him. You see, this prayer topic I'm giving you simple like this. Eh? Why be? Why not read about Simeon in the Bible? Where God said, you will not leave until you see the consolation of Israel. I see myself there because what I'm looking for is not this building. What I'm looking for is not a crowd. I'm looking for just one person. Jesus. I'm just looking for him. years of ministry. All these years of ministry and labor. I will be very disappointed to go to heaven one day without a special revelation of Christ. And that special revelation is, I'm talking about when I'm sitting in my living room and Jesus comes and pulls a chair and sits somewhere and says, Israel, hello, Because, now, I have had encounters with him. I've had my encounters with him. But, those encounters still are seen darkly as through a glass. But see, any time I will see him, it is getting closer and closer and closer. Like maybe you are watching a black and white TV. Then later on, the thing is a colored TV, but with those spots on it. Then at times too, you are watching and the TV is coming on and off. And then one day you see the thing clear. But then you are saying, I don't want to see Abedipele on TV. I want to meet him in person. Oh, I can be here the whole night. I can, I can be here the whole night. I can, I can be here the whole I can be here whole night. So they asked me, are you a pastor? I said, I don't know. Are you an apostle? I don't know. Are you a prophet? Are you, I don't know. Are you a teacher? I don't know. Are you an evangelist? I don't know. They are not important. They are not important. What, what is the benefit of being all this when I don't have an encounter, vivid encounter with it? How many times in a year do our sermons feature Jesus? The prophetic prof, before you came here, I was telling them, I said, the prophetic in Ghana and Africa must come to the place where Jesus Christ is the center of the prophecy. The prophecies and the prophets should tell us, where is Jesus right now? What is his agenda? He said he's coming, but how soon is it? Where is the time? What time are we in? Let's wake up. Let's have a revival. Let people's hearts turn towards God. 
Let's have a climate of glory, a climate of holiness, a climate of prayer, a climate of dedication that will gravitate the coming of Jesus into our lives. We need it. Revelation. If we don't start talking about him, he will not come. Because anybody you are not talking about, you are not expecting him. And if you are not expecting somebody, he will not come. Can I tell you this? The coming of Jesus is getting further and further and further and further away from us. It's delaying more and more and more. Number one, because of sin. And number two, because we are not talking about him. We are not expecting him. We are not looking forward to him. He's not going to come if we are not expecting him. Now, my wife is not expecting me. Okay, say maybe here. What makes you come is when she says, honey, I can't wait for you to come home. I can't wait for you to come home. Then you are in a hurry to come. Prayer number two. Pray for the courage to stand in the prophetic office. I'm talking about you. Pray for the courage to stand in the prophetic office. You saw what happened to a prophet when he went and prophesied. The way they were chasing him to kill. And, and doing all kinds of things. Insulting his mother, insulting everything. That is what prophetic involves. They will insult you, they will beat you up. Listen, you need the courage to stand. Courage! Many of the prophets are giving up. Pray for the people we know to be prophets and pastors and evangelists and teachers to stand. But above all, Pray for yourself that you have the courage in your family to stand. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray for the courage to stand. I pray for the courage to stand. I pray for the courage to stand as a prophet in my generation. I pray for the courage. Somebody pray for the courage to stand as a prophet in your generation. In the name of Jesus, you must stand in your prophetic office. Hallelujah.